This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Signals from the Frontline, every Monday and Friday videocast live on Twitch. And as always, you can catch the replay on YouTube. And of course, listen to us on iTunes. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 549. As always, brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the weeks, all the months of the year. All the minutes of the day. All the years of the decade. Haven't been in business Only a decade? Haven't been in business that long, but uh, we're coming up on it. So anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We have a lot to talk about in today's show, so let's jump right in. First order of business. This is an exciting time for us. Las Vegas Open 2018 registration will open on Thursday, July 20th, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And of course, some of these tickets do go extremely quickly. You've been hearing us say that. We're not, uh, we're not yanking your chain. Uh, some of these high, uh, some of these really popular items, they sell out in literally minutes. Uh, some of the, the flagship events, uh, maybe not in, in a day, but oftentimes in days, some of the more popular events sell out. So please don't wait. Please uh, mark your calendar. Please put a couple bucks aside so that you don't miss out on the fun. And it is incredibly fun. This is, it's what we work for all year. Yeah. It's an absolutely incredible event. And we cannot wait to see you there. Uh, it's going to be January 26th to the 28th, 2018, Las Vegas, Nevada at the Bally's Casino. You can book your hotel room now if you want. We recommend booking early to avoid uh, missing out because it does fill up. Yep. And it uh, isn't on Super Bowl weekend this year. So yeah. all you Super Bowl fanatics won't be uh, missing out or running around Vegas trying to find a TV that's showing it. So Yeah, it was funny in the Blood Bowl <laughs> uh, Facebook group. Like, oh, they finally figured out not to put it on the Super Bowl. I was like, well, to be honest, we did figure that out a long time ago. We just didn't have a choice. Yeah. Because the, they're always booking events. And if you want a weekend event, it's tough. There's only 52 weekends in the year. And like four of those are no fly because of holidays. Yeah. So you're competing with a very limited resource. So it's not we didn't choose to be on the Super Bowl. <laughs> we just didn't have any other choices. So uh, yeah. and. To be honest, like Super Bowl weekend isn't all that bad. It's pretty cool. A lot of people go to Vegas. You get to see. Watch the Super yeah. Bowl. So it's, yeah. it's pretty crowded. It's a lot of fun. Um, but this year it's not. And yeah. we're finally booking far enough out that we could dodge the Super Bowl. Uh, so awesome. But there's so much fun stuff to do. We'll go over just a little bit of it. Uh, but we'll be talking about it a lot, obviously, because there's a lot to discuss. But, I mean, we're going to have Blood Bowl. Yep. Uh, we had a huge turnout last year. We're expecting even more this year. Games Workshop is really going to back. Uh, the Blood Bowl event, obviously, because yep. they just re-released the game. That's going to be huge. Uh, we're going to have, you know, Malifaux, War Machine, Hordes, Infinity, tons and tons and tons of uh, other miniatures games besides Games Workshop games. But, of course, the focal point, as always, are Games Workshop games. And the 40K Champs, the Big Daddy, that is the event that, that is the flagship event of the entire convention. Uh, we are, exp who knows what it's going to do this year, but every year it's shown incredible growth. 
Um, I think this year we're going to have the 512. Yeah, um, that'd be awesome. I yeah. mean, we almost did it last year. We were we sold that close. Just about 500 tickets. Yeah. We had 400 people show up, yep. which is a little bit higher than our normal uh, no-show ratio. It's pushing uh, 20% uh, at that point. But uh, usually you, you get 10 to 15% of the people that don't show up to buy a ticket for whatever reason. Yeah. But um, I think we're going to actually have 500 there playing. It's going to be quite a spectacle. It's going to be incredible to see it. Uh, Age of Sigmar is going to blow up. The General's Handbook 2 is coming out this year. That's going to revitalize uh, the Age of Sigmar community. And it's just going to be incredible. I, I can't wait to see how it goes. 8th edition is crushing it. It is super duper popular. Yep. So we're seeing reports of registration for other events going hot, You know, exceeding all their records. We anticipate it's going to be the same for us. So we're really excited. And if you do want to make sure to get a ticket to come, especially to the flagship events, the 40K narrative, the 40K championship, uh, the Age of Sigmar Championship, Blood Bowl, uh, War Machine Hordes. Uh, make sure to grab your ticket uh, quickly. I would suggest doing it on, on that day just yeah. to make sure that you don't miss out. And the tickets are fully refundable up until 30 days before the event. So even if something comes up or you change your mind or you want to play in a different event, it's easy to do. Uh, but you definitely want to secure your spot early because it will fill up. And then again, the... the uh, the item that really does go out like literally in minutes, the high roller package, uh, I think it was 30 minutes last uh, in 2017 that it sold out. It was quick. <laughs> so uh, what that is, for those of you who don't understand and don't understand why it goes so quickly, uh, it is a more expensive ticket. But what it does, it gets you in the high roller registration line so you don't have to wait in line. This year, the other thing we're doing is it'll get you early registration for next year. Yep. Right? So for 20, LVO 2019, you'll get to get into the registration before anybody else to make sure that you get all the stuff you want and don't have to worry about rushing. That's a huge value in and of itself. Yep. Uh, it also gets you hundreds of dollars of swag. Like, Yeah, I mean, last crazy. year it was like four times what you paid for. So it was definitely yeah. worth it. There were like three different starter boxes for different games, Entire all sorts of stuff. boxed so. games. Yeah, exactly. Like, so it's definitely worth it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of the box yeah. games that you got were over a hundred bucks yep. each, like full color rule books. Like it was, an, it's a great value. Yeah. Um, it gets you access to all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, definitely want to make sure to secure that. If you want one, prepare to get it at nine because they'll probably sell out as quickly, if not quicker than last year. Uh, we're also doing something new this year. We're offering some bundle deals. Uh, we were looking at data from years past and we saw often if somebody bought a 40K championships ticket, they often also bought the Sunday RTT ticket. So what we did is we put together all the stuff that we saw people bought frequently into one package. And it's gonna include a t-shirt, pint glass, con badge, uh, like 40K champs, Sunday RTT. And we're gonna throw in custom uh, objective markers that you can only get in that package. Yep. So it'll be a completely unique item. We'll never make them again. It'll be like Las Vegas Open 2018 40K Champions package. And we're going to have a limited number of those. I think we're going to cap it. We're, right now it looks like we're going to cap it at 10% of projected attendance. That means only one in 10 people will be able to get it. And we're not, that's it. It's going to be when they sell out, they're sold. And it's going to be at a little bit of a discount. So if you were going to buy those things anyway, might as well grab the package get cool custom objective markers and save some money. Yep, yep, definitely worthwhile. Uh, it'll save you some money, you'll get all sorts of cool swag and it gets you your con badge and all that stuff so you don't have to worry about throwing all that into your web card. Yeah, so you just buy one thing and then you time. You're, you're done. You're, your whole yeah. experience is taken care of. 
It's like a one-click bundle. That actually makes saves you money. <laughs> and then we're going to have that for a 40K champs, a 40K competitive track, 40K uh, narrative track. The narrative is going to be bad, bad ace this year. I'm really yeah. excited for that. Uh, the narrative event is going to be three days of uh, story-driven 40K fun. Uh, the narrative guys won't be with us this year, but they are uh, going above and beyond the call of duty to kind of pass the torch onto the next crew uh, working on that, it's going to be super duper fun. Uh, the narrative event is going to be obviously story driven. Uh, you're going to come up with a themed army. You have to submit it for approval. Uh, it needs to reflect the lore of the game. Yeah. And then you're going to be put on, into groups of like factions. Like uh, orcs will be with orcs, tyrannids will be with tyrannids, chaos will be with chaos, etc. And then as we kind of see who's going to be playing, we're going to give you your mission. And then each day, your games. The outcome of your games will influence what happens the next day, building up to the grand finale on Sunday. It's going to be awesome. Really cool event. Can't wait to see how that develops. And we're going to have a, a package deal for that too. Yep. Same with War Machine and Age of Sigmar. So keep your eye out for those. Uh, if it sounds like something that might be appealing to you, you'll probably want to grab it the day that registration opens. Uh, I have a feeling they're going to sell out really quickly. Yeah, I think they'll sell out probably as fast as the high roller packages. So Yeah, I, and it, you know, who knows? We could be wrong, but yeah. just looking at past sales data, I would say that that's probably going to happen. So there's a ton to talk about, and we don't want to drone on and on about it forever. But uh, just to give you a couple high-level uh, ideas about what to expect for the registration for LVO 2018, um, that can, should give you a pretty good idea. Um, and it, it also like lets us kind of morph into our next topic, which is talking about the current 40K meta. Um, as an aside that will lead into this, the big congratulations to everybody that was at the ATC this weekend. Yeah. The ATC, the American Team Championships, is a team format event, very similar to the ETC, where you compete as a team of five for the ATC, correct? Yeah, it's five. And yeah. what you do is each player has an army, and then part of the fun is you try and match them up against a weaker uh, or a mismatch army on your opponent's team. Yeah. Really fun. And ATC's huge. They did 250-something people every year. And a uh, huge shout-out to the Shane and his crew at the ATC. It sounds like it was a great event. Yeah. Uh, it looked like a ton of fun. But it also raised quite a bit of uh, concern and commentary from the community because some of the armies that were out there were pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I mean, it's a, a, it's a, it's a gloves-off competitive event. You should oh, expect sure. that at the ATC. But uh, that kind of is a segue into the next topic, which we'll, we'll come back around to the LVO because it's pertinent, um, is the 8th edition competitive meta is very spammy. And it is also um, a little top-heavy when you play it sort of out of the box, so to speak. And we, we've kind of been alluding to this or just saying it bluntly uh, in discussions, but... You know, obviously, Frankie and I have been playing the game for a lot longer with a lot more repetitions than, than everybody else in the community has due to our unique position as, as playtesters. But uh, we're starting to see people get caught up kind of. Yeah. To, and we don't say that to be condescending. It's just we've been playing longer than everybody else. And so now people are starting to see the things that we were kind of hinting at, um, patiently waiting for everybody else to just kind of experience. Because it can be a little bit shocking when you see um, what is possible with an unrestricted format. Uh, I think the big offender, the one that, that is causing the most people to be um, concerned is the all-flyer army. Yeah, yeah, the all-flyers and majority of it is like six Storm Ravens. So. Yeah, or the nine Hemlock Wraith Fighter. 
yeah. that the people playing it that was because we were getting obviously people hitting us up all weekend at the ATC. Yeah. And again, great event. Also, it sounds like it was a blast. Everyone was having a good time, but mm-hmm. there was guys that were like playing the All Flyer Army, going like, "This is so dumb." Yeah, and at these events like the ACC and ETC, these kind of lists really dominate because you get favorable matchups. Right. So you're putting this against somebody that like maybe doesn't have the tools to actually kill the Storm Ravens, where there are plenty of counters to these lists. It's just they probably won't play against them at these kind of events that you get the favorable matchups. Right. So. Right, and it, like Ricky said, like when, when you when you can dodge your hard counter, yeah, it makes these armies much better. Yep. Right. Um, so that that is something you want to bear in mind when you're looking at this. But we're getting reports all around the world. Yeah. Of people like six storm ravens and Robu Robu That's my army. Or three knights and Magnus. That's my army, and I'm crushing people. And it's like we knew this was coming. Uh, we were just kind of like waiting for it, and you know, obviously we're we don't even have a one codex out yet, so I would expect things to change when the codex has come out. But this is something that needs to be talked about in the community because uh, when you have an army, let's say composed of all flyers, uh, and you play someone who has a melee army, uh, that person literally cannot interact with you unless they can fly. Yep. Right. Unless your army's like jump pack marines or something like that, in which case you're still probably going to get molly whopped. At least you can fly up there and punch them. But if you have like orc uh, boys, for example, yeah, you literally can't do anything to the other person besides maybe try and take up space and make them crash. You shoot at them with your pistols, right? I mean, I guess that is something. Yeah, get you. Watch out. But it's 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 problematic. And then a lot of people, a lot of the competitively minded players, will say, "Well, you should build an army that can deal with it." And it's like, yeah. But do you really want the Orc Horde or armies like it to no longer be playable in the competitive meta because you know you're going to play against an army you literally can't do anything to? I would say the answer to that is pretty clearly no, um, but to each their own. Uh, and it's the same when you have an army that's all Lords of War, um, like Three Knights and Magnus, for example. Uh, cool army. It could be a lot of fun to paint it and build it. It's extremely powerful. Uh, but that's going to make another person's army... Uh, end up in a situation where there's not a lot they can do yeah and we're not saying these lists are unbeatable no, or anything like that or like yeah. there's no reason to shame anybody that's playing these kind of lists it's just like it's one of those things where if a guy like say some guy go into his first tournament and he's getting the bug he's like oh this is fun and then he plays against it and can't interact maybe now he's not going to go to another event because he's like this wasn't very much fun and then that hurts everybody because yeah. now events are shrinking. Maybe big, uh, big events aren't going on anymore. Stuff like that. So, yeah, and it's it's like you see uh, situations like Frankie saying, like, let's say a kid just read a Black Library novel, right? Yeah. And he's all stoked, and then he goes to the to a, a local tournament to play or a league, and he's like got you know three tactical squads with some rhinos and you know an army that is kind of what we would consider to be like a traditional army and then he's like oh i can't wait to play and then someone puts nine hemlock ray fighters on the table and the kid's like what and then he gets tabled um that's probably not enjoyable. that's not good for the future <laughs> yeah. of what we're doing here yeah um, is that hardcore competitive sure is it fun i don't think so but uh that doesn't mean that that, that you should not be allowed to play that way um uh, it's just it's not something that's going to be conducive to the long-term health of what we're all trying to do whether you're a casual player or a competitive player that's not the path to growth, yeah. in my opinion. So I think the time has come, and we were kind of waiting for this to happen. Um, the time has come to start talking about either what, what do we do? Do we just leave it alone? Tell people to, to suck it up? That's, uh, that's an option. I don't think it's the right one. 
but that's an option. Yep. Do we talk about uh, comp? Do we talk about multiple format events? Uh, there's a lot of different ways to handle this because there's some people that genuinely love playing the game that way. And you don't want to take that away from them either. No. But data shows that the majority, the vast majority of people don't actually enjoy playing the game that way. And you don't want to make it not fun for them either by forcing it. Yeah, and I think it really comes down to like the force organization that it is now. I think I think you probably would have had the same problems before if you could build any kind of list that you wanted to. Right. Um, it's just now you literally can build any kind of list that you want to with the new force org where you could take like six fast attack or a Nine million flyers. flyers. Um, it's It was never a possibility before because there were certain taxes. There were only certain uh, formations and stuff that you could get. Um, that's why I don't think it was really a problem before. Whereas now it's like, do whatever you want. And it's like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Some then, of these units are really good. <laughs> I know, it's, and it's like, yeah. Frankie makes a great point. Any of these units on its own are taken in moderation, they're fine. Yeah. Their points might be off by 10 or 20%, yep. right? And then there's a couple outliers that we're all aware of, like Brimstone Horrors. Yeah, way too good, vastly too good. Razorwing Flux, vastly too good. Yep. We're aware of it, Games Workshop's aware of it. If I was you, I would bet money that Games Workshop is gonna fix those problems. Uh, time will tell. But yep. I would say that they're probably aware of it, uh, or definitely aware of it. Just go to their Facebook page and you can see people yeah. <laughs> making them very aware of it. And I would say that those outliers that are way off on points or ability are going to get toned down. They've already done it in the FAQs. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, the issue is, is spam, as always, right? It's the, rule, the law of tanks. I can't remember the guy who said it. It's a military tactician. But four tanks is not twice, or two tanks is not twice as good as one. It's four times as good. You have double the offense, double the defense. Right, and it's it, you get this exponentially increasing uh, efficiency by by doubling down or tripling down or quadrupling down on the same unit. Yeah, right? it's like one night is pretty easy to deal with. Two nights even is manageable. When you hit three, it becomes overwhelming yeah. because your your tools that can take out the night are the target of the knights, and they take it out faster than you can take them out, and then you end up with these lopsided games. Right, it's it's it's, it's I don't want to sound like a, a jerk of basic math. Maybe it's not basic and maybe it's not evident to everybody, but that's the way it works. No, I mean, it, it, you just do the math and it takes like, I don't know, I don't remember the math, but it's like 15 melted guns maybe kills a knight, just for an example. And then the knights can kill those 15 melted guns twice as fast as you can kill the knight. And if you have and three, like, it's three <laughs> times as fast. Yeah. And that's why people yeah. are like, oh, just take things to deal with, with flyers. And I'm like, okay. Okay, let's say I took two stalkers in my list, which I think the stalkers are hidden gem, by the yeah, way. Yeah, stalkers amazing. But uh, let's just say I take two stalkers. Yeah. What do you think the Storm Ravens are going to shoot first? Not those. They're going to shoot your guys on the front. Yeah, and if they go first and they kill your stalkers instantly, well, sorry. Yay. So, no. and again, it's it's the issue is uh, duplicating units that are highly efficient yeah. and. There's no re the other thing that, that I've been trying to like caution people is uh, like in the ITC tournament organizers chat or whatever, people are like, oh, you know, there's whack players and they're going to ruin the game. That's definitely not the way that you're going to persuade somebody to your perspective. Yeah, and it's not it's not necessarily whack players or anything like that. Like none of these guys that are taking these lists are bad guys. No. Like they're just guys that have the models and this is how they want to play. It's nothing bad. No, it's just not at all. it's just a way that they want to play and this might be the way that they have fun playing. Right. And there's no reason to like shame them or look down on them or anything like that. It's totally a legal list. It's totally fine. It's just something that needs to be addressed 
I think, for the health of the game. And we're not saying that the sky's falling or anything like that. Like, GW's on point. They, I mean, you can already see they're coming out with FAQs, all that stuff. They're listening to everything. So no reason to run around, like, screaming and yelling and saying, oh, this is the end, blah, blah, blah. Mm. It's not. It's really not. It'll be – It's this edition's going to evolve, and it's going to become something that everybody's like, this is the best ever. Yeah, so. at its core, this is the best version of the game we've ever had. Yeah. The issue right now happens to be – taking lots of hyper-efficient units because the, the basic way we structure our armies allows you to do it. Yeah. That, that's the core of it, right? Like, what if you could only take three Storm Ravens or three Flyers total, right? They're fine. Is it a really good army? Yeah, hell yeah. Sure, it's yeah. great, as it should be great. But when your army is literally one dude running around underneath Flyers buffing them, that is not my idea of a fun game. It's a bit absurd, too. It's like kind of silly. It's just kind of goofy. Like, yeah. when, when would that ever happen in the fluff, anyways? He's like, like, what is like, get this? Up, get up, guys. Okay, we always get corrected on the fluff. But I, if you think about it, like, come uh, on, six me, Storm Ravens. In like, the Black Lives Matter there is an instance of a guy waving yeah. a flag on the ground. Like, oh, 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 right. right. <laughs> so, like, what we're talking about here is, is, is we're not saying anything's going to happen. No. Probably will, not because of Frankie and my dictatorial reign of terror uh, which we don't have it's because people are approaching it's like hardcore hardcore competitive players are reaching out going it's time like I don't want to play nine hemlock ray fighters every time I play you don't want the game in a tournament setting to be uh, death from the skies versus apocalypse because that's not conducive to the health of the community so let's, let's start a dialogue right the ITC community has always policed itself um, we've always tended towards the moderate and it's obviously worked, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the, the, the highly competitive player will always optimize in the environment that they're in. Yeah. They will always take the best thing for the, within the restrictions that they are operating within. So they're going to kick ass no matter what. Yep. So I, I wouldn't worry too much about the highly competitive player because by their nature, they're going to optimize. And like Frankie said, it's nothing to be upset about. No. It's nothing to be, um, you don't attach an emotional uh, judgment to it at all because it's pointless. No. Just like the, the narrative player is always going to build their list according to the narrative in their mind. And that's their nature and that's cool. And you should create a situation in which that's possible and fun. So what do we do, right? Um, there's a couple different ways to, to, to approach it. In my opinion, I uh, think that a more a format, like a general format that is a little bit more restrictive is going to be healthy and make the game more fun. Mm-hmm. And then also having a format, in my opinion, that is completely unrestricted. It's like you have a Talonar, uh, bring it. You yeah. have um, you have a Warhound Titan and you've been dying to play it, bring it. Cause yeah. then you're gonna be playing against guys who's got seven Storm Ravens who's loving playing the game that way. And then you've got an absolutely hardcore list like Hard Boys and you're enjoying playing the game that way, then let's allow you guys to come together and play the game the way you want to play it. For sure. I mean, uh, Adepticon back in 5th edition did the exact same thing. They had like the championships, which was like a toned down version of, well, it wasn't toned down. It just didn't have like all the big stuff in it. And then you had the Gladiator event. Well, it goes, the Gladiator goes back. Huge stuff, yeah. We, like, I mean, we would call it the Gladiator kind of as a, as a tip of the hat to Adepticon, but yeah. they've always had the champs in Gladiator. Yep. And way back in the day, like going back in time to like 4th ed, the Gladiator was the more prestigious event. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's way more challenging. You're playing against Night Titans and yeah. stuff. You're like, oh, geez. And it was a totally yeah. unrestricted format. Oh, yeah. And people really enjoyed it. 
the people who did not want to play against Titans didn't, didn't to. buy a ticket. And yeah. they played in the Champs, which was, that was always my preference. Yeah. Because it was like the armies looked more like the background, which is yeah. important to me. I like, I'm like equal parts narratively driven and competitively driven um, player. I want the armies to reflect the background of the game. Some players don't care. To them, that's completely unimportant. Yep. Right? They just want to take, it's like a math experiment, like a math problem. Mm-hmm. And they want to figure out what's the most efficient thing, which is cool. That's fun too. Right? So let us know what you guys think. Um, I would be willing to bet that some form of restrictions do come into a general format because we've seen over and over and over again, all the data supports that the average player, especially in the ITC community, tends to want things to be more moderate. That's not my opinion. That's You can go back and look at all the poll data. It's all there. And it's shown over and over again that people tend as a group to gravitate towards a more moderate approach to playing the game. Yeah. It's more fun for more people. And I think the community is really pushing for it anyways at this point. Like it, everywhere you look, people are like really like, okay, this is a little bit much. Let's go ahead and tone it down. And I don't think that's bad. There's nothing bad about that. You can have totally fun games without taking six Storm Ravens and Guillemin and Bobby or G, yeah. four Imperial Knights and stuff. You can you can have totally fun switching it up, taking some other things. Like, shoot, we play what eight different armies each, like oh, all have, the time. I have like and fourteen or something at this point, and they're always evolving with different yeah. models and stuff. Like, it's I don't think it's bad. Definitely not. No, so. I think it's going to be positive and it's going to yeah. grow. We're going to have more people enjoying themselves and having fun, which is ultimately the goal. Yeah. Right. And so I think that that is the time. Like everyone, like in the ITC tournament organizer group, everyone's like, they're not all agreeing on what to do. No. But everyone's like, yeah, this is. The, the, the. I think the whole community as a whole is yeah. really leaning that way. So I, yeah. think, I think it's just a matter of time. So. And then the other, the other things to touch on is I think now people are starting to see that auto go first is uh, not conducive to a healthy meta in a competitive environment. Does it work for casual play? Oh, absolutely sure. it does. Because when two people are bringing lists that aren't like gaming the system to take advantage of that, it's, really, it's no big deal. Because no. you, you don't always go first. Like you're like, oh, I have like 13 units, whatever drops. And you have 12, oh, this time I'm gonna go first. And then oh, the next guy's got 15. Oh, no big deal. You know, you'll yeah. go first. And that's the way the game I believe was, was designed with that kind of mentality. But when you have people that are optimizing within the system and they're like, okay, I'm taking three Knights of Magnus and four drops, I'm, all, I'm almost always gonna go first and there's not enough line of sight blocking terrain, I'm gonna blow people off the table on the first turn. That is obviously not conducive to a healthy competitive meta or yeah. even any kind of meta at all. Yeah, and um, I've seen a lot of arguments saying that the plus one doesn't change anything, but it really does. Because does. if you know if you don't know that you're going first, you're gonna deploy uh, maybe more defensive, Maybe not all your guns are going to be up on top of a building aiming right at the guy that you want to shoot right. because you're scared you're going to get shot back. Yeah. Um, it really does change things rather than you knowing you have like, uh, what, 84% chance of going first. Um, like, yeah. in which case then, okay, then you're going to put everything up and you're ready to fire. And on the off chance you get seized on, maybe you'll survive. So. You, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. The plus one to go first is kind of there just to give like, that's not the point of the not auto go first mechanic. And I think people are starting to see it now. Yeah. Because at first people are like, ah, oh, what are you doing? And I'm like, man, the playtesters have played a lot. <laughs> and it's the, the point is not the bonus to go first. That's just kind of like saying, okay, cool, you know, if you're your army no, smaller, it's more elite. Yeah, you have an elite army and you would have auto gone first. Well, here's here's something for you that's still really good. Yeah. That's not the actual point. The actual point is you're deploying not knowing if you're going first, like exactly. Frankie said. Yeah. That's the point. That's what changes the meta. 
is when you're deploying your army, you're like, I have to be somewhat conservative because I don't know for sure I'm going first. Yeah. That's the that's what changes things dramatically with the not auto go first mechanic. Exactly. And it, like just think like round five at a tournament and you're in the finals and you're not going to put your army up on an off chance that you go first. You're going to play more conservative, play maybe for like turn four. This is when I'm going to really strike and stuff like that rather than going for the alpha strike and going, well, I have a pretty darn good chance going first. Chance I'm going to shoot you off the table on yeah. turn one and win. And then, and yeah. then it's like, yeah, and then like <laughs> we're getting people saying like, man, the games are, are, are ending on turn one. It's like, yeah, uh, it's because you don't have enough line of sight blocking terrain and yep. you're using, you're probably using the auto go first mechanic. For sure. The other guy's like, I know I'm going to alpha strike you. Yeah. And the, the same thing happened to us when we were uh, first playing the game is games were ending like that and they Instantly. were over super fast yeah. and we're like, wow this is way more intense then we started putting more line of sight blocking we started changing the way that the turn one works and now games are going all the way to the end a lot more fun way more enjoyable and you're not getting this alpha strike 40k uh, scenario so that's why we did it and hopefully now it's becoming clear to everybody that there's a reason for it and the the guys in the playtest group weren't just like making it up out of nowhere (laughs) not that we're infallible not that we know everything we don't we're constantly learning stuff too but there there was a really valid reason for it and there's a reason why all of the events that were involved all chose to make that uh that play um so again not trying to like act like we're know-it-alls we're not definitely not and of course we're going to make mistakes and miss things and all that stuff it's but like we said, the game's going to constantly be evolving into something that everybody, I think, will pick up and say, yes, this yeah. is great. And we're going to work so. as a group, as a community, to make the, the game, it, the, the version of it that we want it to be. Yep. And it's going to be badass. So back to the original point, kind of went up a, a long way up the mountain, but I think it's clear why, yeah. is that I would anticipate that in the, the, the tournament-going community, that in the ITC community, I would... Be willing to bet, obviously don't know what's going to happen, but I'm willing to bet that there's going to be a move towards moderation. Um, and some people, I, the, the majority of people are going to be happy about that, and there's going to be some people that are not. So what we're going to do for the LVO, and uh, kind of a long-winded explanation, but we're going to offer up uh, two formats for for the event, banking on the fact that there will probably be some moderation for the championships event because there always has been yeah we don't know what it's going to be yet we're going to give you the best idea that we can so that you can know what you're buying but we want to make sure that everybody understands that in advance yep definitely and we're going to offer up a gladiator format event that is completely it's like hard boys like bring the heat bring your meanest nastiest most competitive army have fun we're going to be playing basically out of the book yeah uh, it's going to be absolutely a blast for people who enjoy that kind of play and what we're going to, going to offer, too, is that that event will be Saturday, Sunday. Yep. The champs is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because there's so many people, we need three days to play it. So what we're also uh, going to offer is uh, there'll be a way for you to enter into the champs. Um, let's say you lose a game on day one, and you're, you're an extremely competitive player, and you're like, man, this isn't as exciting for me now because um, I'm not going to be able to go the distance. Then you'll be able to switch to the Gladiator Saturday, Sunday. You can yep. like hedge your bet. It's very Vegasy. <laughs> you can short yourself. Yep, and then you, and then if you're not doing well in the Gladiator, you could switch over to, to the, the Sunday, Sunday RTT. RTT. <laughs> Hi-ya! Like, I'm only in it to win it, damn it. I got this, baby. <laughs> so we're gonna give, we're hoping to give everybody what they want because yep. it's it's gonna be a blast. I mean, that's the plan. These events are for you guys, so yep. we wanna give you everything that you guys are asking for. 
Um, so if you guys have anything else that you guys want to see, go ahead and post them in the comments. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate all the feedback. So. Why don't we jump over to the comments really quick? Because I'm sure that there's a ton of chatter uh, yeah. going on. Uh, let's see. Matt Shaggy. Uh, what's your take on Raven Guard Chapter Tactics? Oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, Warmer Community site posted up. The Raven Guard chapter tactics uh, today, really cool. They're um, awesome. They're awesome. And yeah. obviously we already knew, but- uh, uh, No. The, the Raven Guard, uh, right out the gates, you've already seen the Ultramarines, right? I think yeah. the Ultramarines are probably objectively the strongest ones that you're, that you're gonna see. Your opinion will vary and you're gonna have to wait to see them all to make your own judgment. And I think a lot of people are gonna gravitate towards Ultramarines because you got Gaiman as well. The Raven Guard chapter tactics though, are a game changer. They don't jump out at you as being powerful right away, but trust trust us, we have seen Raven Guard armies that totally shake up the meta. Um, I don't think it, people are gonna figure it out. It's gonna take a couple weeks, I think, yeah, for yeah. people to figure out why, but uh, be, those Raven Guard are crafty and all the stratagems and stuff that they get and the, the um, their chapter tactics and all the fun stuff that they get that GW talked about in the article, really in the hands of a good player, really shake things up. I'm excited to see what Raven Guard players do. Oh yeah, and then uh, let's see, we're saying some people are saying the Supreme Command, Air Wing, and Super Heavy Detachments are really the problems. A lot um, of people, a lot of people yeah, are saying that for sure. Yeah. But I mean, like some of some of the other ones are also problems too, like all fast attack and or, stuff like or that. HQ well. spam is yeah. a problem. Mm -hmm. Like the Tau suit commander army, I apologize if you're playing it, but that is so dumb. And like we we're like right away, we're like, man, people can take so many suit commanders. Yeah. Uh, Chris uh, Chris C says, can you scroll up a little bit? He had a good comment. Turn uh, I think the problem is that whoever goes first has a huge advantage. Again, to reiterate what we were talking about. That's why it's important when you're deploying, you don't know if you're going first or second. That's why the, the plus one to go first mechanic yeah. is really good for the competitive meta because it forces you to play a little bit conservatively or you hang wing and you go for it. Yeah. And then you're like, I hope I go first. And then uh, if you don't, you're like, wah, wah. Yeah. Uh, AK Shell, why not just remove the plus one and make it a roll off? Uh, because we want to stay kind of close to the book to where like, so you finish deploying first, you should get an advantage you just because advantage. that's what the book says. So. That's, what, that's the way 8th yeah. edition works. Yep, and then um, um, and it does. It really does. It gives an advantage to elite armies, which I think is pretty cool. Now, of course, that also includes knights, <laughs> which don't need any advantages at all. Uh, no. I don't think knight armies are broken. I don't think they break the game. I think that no. they can create unenjoyable play experiences when you mix them with other Lords of War like Yemen or, or Magnus. Do I think it's going to cause people to like rage quit? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think it's unbeatable. I just think it, it's a yeah. little bit much. That's the like we've been saying. Like nothing is unbeatable, and a lot of these things have really bad matchups as well. Um, so it's just a matter of I, I think they need to be toned down a little bit. Because... Yeah. Winter Talon line of sight uh, terrain is so needed. Just yeah. had a tournament and was blown off the table by a storm lord with nothing. <laughs> yeah, we've been we've been saying this. We've been like banging this drum so hard. You have to have line of sight blocking terrain. If you don't have line of sight blocking terrain, play that your ruins are opaque, that you can't see through them, that the walls are completely blocking line of sight. Yeah. That helps a lot. That's what we're doing for the BAO. Yeah. Um, and it's gonna take a lot of tournaments some time to adapt to getting more terrain because terrain is a pain in the butt. It takes so long to make it. So just uh, change the way that your terrain works. Like uh, you can't see through any windows. They're all line of sight blocking. Uh, that'll help out. And maybe if you're just getting started in your community with tournaments, yeah. ask your players to bring terrain. Yep. Say like, hey, everybody that bring, or just make it a requirement, everyone's required to bring, you know, a couple pieces of terrain 
or incentivize them, dangle the carrot, and say, if you bring uh, some nicely painted terrain, your ticket will be cheaper. Yep. And that'll help, right? Get the community involved. People in this community like to help. Yeah, there's some large storm or uh, storm. <laughs> there's some large Age of Sigmar tournaments that do that to where you have to bring terrain. The teals don't and provide it. So everybody brings their terrain and puts it out on the tables and it works really well. Um, Algard Vetus, uh, maybe the Highlander format for tournaments? We've been uh, talking definitely about, a possibility. We've been talking about that as a possible, like maybe this is something to consider. Maybe yeah. Trilander is what we were talking about. Uh, I am not a fan of Highlander. I think it's too restrictive and it hurts some armies, but uh, like Trilander meaning no more than three of any one unit uh, with exception of troops yeah. and transport vehicles. That's something that's been discussed. Um, I'd be really curious to hear what you guys think about it because it limits the extremes uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Um, uh, let's go down and see if there's any more comments. People talking to each other's. Uh, five. <laughs> What is that? Five goes west, west, which is a great yeah. cartoon for he, me. He said he's uh, a low-level player currently, but he's trying to get his game up, and he's very excited about losing all of his games. <laughs> That's actually the right attitude to have when, you, awesome, when you're man. just getting involved. So, uh, anyway, guys, thank you for the feedback, and I'll be curious to hear what more of your thoughts. We'll jump back over to the notes and continue on with the show, but uh, obviously, it's exciting times. Yep. So, there is a new Start Collecting Age of Sigmar box sets that came out this week for pre-order. Make sure to get yours from FrontlineGaming.org if you are curious. Some really good ones, Fire Slayers, Beast Claw, Raiders, and what was the last one? Slanesh. Yeah, great deals. These are already uh, at a lower point price point than if you were to buy all the individual components um, separately. And then, of course, from Frontline Gaming, you also get them at a discount and free shipping in the continental United States on orders over $99.00. So if you wanted to pick up an army, grab two of these, get free shipping within the continental U.S., good to go, save a ton of money, and Age of Sigmar's a blast. The General's Handbook 2 is coming out this year. Yeah. Can't wait for that. I'm stoked. Yeah, I am stoked to see what it brings us. Yeah. Um, we, we usually get an advanced copy uh, to review, and if so, you'll be sure to see that on Frontline Gaming as soon as it goes up for pre-order over at Games Workshop. Yeah, Age of Sigmar is a blast. If anybody hasn't played it, it's a really fun, fun game. It is. So. I love Age of Sigmar. It is yep. absolutely a blast. So we have a ton of ITC events coming up this weekend. Make sure to go out there and get your points. Uh, we do have all over the world. Gosh. Yep. Honolulu, Hawaii. Other, uh, there's talk of a GT level event, maybe a major level event in Hawaii. Boom. That'd Ooh. be awesome, dude. I we would, might as well go. I have my family out there, so I was like, yeah, yeah I'd totally be down. Um, events all over the place, uh, coast to coast, around the world. Make sure to jump out there, support your local event, get your ITC points. It's going to be very interesting to see who wins it all at the Las Vegas Open this year, baby. Oh, yeah. Things are getting shook up. All right. We'll jump back over to the chat, answer some more questions, and we'll wrap it up. Uh, Jay Thorne says, I feel like the biggest issues I've seen in games one to three total terrain pieces is not going to make for a good game. No. no. We've been saying this over and over and over, and not that that makes it you know, any better or worse, but... Uh, but that's we, been the case in 40K for a long time. If you had tables with one to three yeah. pieces of terrain, you're not going to have a you're great not have day. A fun game. <laughs> if you want a tactically engaging and challenging game, yeah. you have to have... You have to divide the table up. It yeah. can't be a shooting gallery. Um, can you have fun like playing Stalingrad? On an open field, I'm sure you could. But not if you want a diverse and fun field. Uh, you have to be able to hide. You have to be able to hide from flyers. You have to be able to not let devastators with Bobby G see the whole table 
because yeah, they're going to win. Obviously, it's hyper-efficient shooting. Um, if you do block it and you, you, you take those steps, uh, the game is so fun. If you don't, it's a shooting gallery, and it is, it's, it's Alpha Strike 40K. Uh, Tommy Schneck, uh, completely agree with the plus one rule. To seize, to seize rule. rule. That's not the way we do it, but the odds are the exact same. Yeah. Uh, if you do plus one to seize instead of plus one to go first, the odds are the same. Yeah, really. Uh, no, it does change it. No, it's, it's the exact is same. It? Okay. But the reason that we did it the way we did it is because there's already characters in the game that give you a reroll to seize the initiative. Now it blows the math up. Yeah. Uh, and now with a, a, five, a five up reroll to seize, the odds of going first get all skewed. That's why we did it the way we did it. Yeah. Um, do you feel like. Uh, well, let's finish his, his comment. Uh, yeah, listen to me. He was saying that it really helps because uh, not knowing you're going to go first changes the way people play the game. And obviously, yeah, it does. Oh, yeah, and it changes list building. It changes a lot of things. Mm -hmm. uh, King Luz, uh, do you feel like non-infantry characters being able to hide is healthy for the game? Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of people talking about this, like uh, flying demon princes or whatever, hiding behind units. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's something that we look into in the future. Um, but, yeah. Well, again, like, we're, we're back to where we were. It's spam. Yeah. The, the issue is the issue is, is spam. Yeah. Each one of those units taken in a moderate amount, one to two or three, is absolutely balanced and fine. For sure. It's when you take nothing but uh, heralds of Zinch behind Nerdlings or Brimstone Horrors, and they're blasting you with Smite Spam. That's when the game becomes a little bit absurd. Yep. Right. And again, the problem is not the herald of Zinch. The problem is twelve taking twelve of them. Yeah. Exactly. You know that that's and that's why we would anticipate that you should probably expect at least one format, probably the most popular format of 40K to have restrictions built into it to make yeah. the game more accessible and more fun for more people. Archon91, if I wanted to mix factions in an army such as Tau and Dark Eldar in an army... You cannot uh, do that. Yeah. It, well, oh, I'm sorry. You can't do that in match play. Yeah. So your whole army has to have sure, one faction keyword. keyword in common. Yep. Right. In match play, if you're playing narrative or open play, do whatever the heck you want. Have a blast. Except for Gene Sterical. They are the exception. They are the exception <laughs> to the rule. Um, so, yeah, you, you actually can't do that in match play. Um, but but in narrative play, yeah, uh, do, do go crazy. Have fun. Uh, tag 8833. I'm not sure you fix a broken army comp with terrain. It is army comp that is broken. Fix the army comp. Yeah, um, I agree, but terrain helps. Yes. Like, if you're in a community where people don't want comp because that's not the way they enjoy playing the game, well, then your next best plan of attack is lots of line of sight blocking terrain. I think even with a comp system, you want more line of sight blocking terrain this edition. The, yes. the army's <laughs> firepower is just it's really crazy. crazy. Yeah. Like, you'll be able to shoot people off even with comp. Yeah. Um, Go just, go back and watch the yeah. podcast we did where it was like Spam the, day, <laughs> the day that we could say stuff. Yeah. Like all these topics, we were like, it's it's there, right? Like, and now people are getting caught up. So yeah, line of sight blocking terrain. Don't auto go first. Uh, spam is bad. Yep. Eat your eat your greens. <laughs> uh, Nova Star actually or actual troop choice infantry need an incentive to be brought. Uh, besides brimstones and harlequins, I don't believe I saw any troop infantry. We can't uh, explain. That is going to change. I'm sure it will, yeah. That that's gonna wait. Let's wait for some codexes to come out, and I think that your uh, I think that your hopes will be, your, your prayers will be yep. answered. Yep. Um, but I agree with you. Right now in the indexes, there's almost no reason. Like, why would you take tactical marines when you could take devastators? 
Yeah. Why would you take uh, 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 Why would you take a normal unit of uh, yeah. military infantry when you can take veterans? Yeah, but I mean, there's there's different things like uh, uh, Tyranids. Tyranids are a Some great example. Is, they take yeah. uh, Dark Eldar. They take a lot of orcs. troops. Orcs take yeah. a lot of troops. Um, it just depends on what kind of army you're playing. Yeah. It, um, it depends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It depends on what you're what you have to choose from. Yeah. Right, because like like chaos is the great example. Mm-hmm. Why would you ever take chaos space rooms when you could take havocs? Yep, there's, there's you no just reason. won't. Right, like there's no point unless there was another incentive out mm-hmm. there to make you want to take troops. Yep. Right, and we'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, Michelangelo, how do you feel about flamer weapons being able to target flyers? Well, we used to think it was really bad until we saw how prevalent flyers yeah. are. So now it's like, eh, whatever. I was like, this is kind of silly, man. That yeah. thing's like flying. It doesn't deep. make any sense. It doesn't but... make any logically. It makes no yeah. sense. But we're also playing a game where there's guys with chainsaw swords. That we... makes total sense, Reese. Their armor is very thick, and a chainsaw is the perfect thing to go through, just like a tree. Screw a gun in your face. Or like, why do you do exterminatus? <laughs> like, like we're gonna. So exterminatus is really crazy. So step one, we're going to liquefy all the biological matter and it's going to put off all this gas. And then step two, we're going to shoot it with a cyclonic torpedo. It's going to set it on fire. Okay, like, well, when you have exterminatus, you have all this crap? when like, you have exterminatus, why are you sending troops on the planets anyways? I, it doesn't make Blow any sense. <laughs> like the, the story I always share is I had a girlfriend one time who was like asking me about uh. the hobby. And she's like, yeah, it's in, it's in sci-fi, right? I'm like, yeah. She's like, it's in space. Yeah. And she's like, so why don't they just shoot their guys on the ground from space? Why do they send the people down to fight? And I was like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. You're like, but that doesn't sound very fun, does it? Very, like, set up yeah. your army, I'm going to throw a beach ball on it. Boom, Take it's that. dead, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, this game makes no sense. Flyers, flamers hitting flyers doesn't make sense, but it's actually probably very positive for the meta. Uh, Jeremy something, uh, what is good way to transport terrain uh we buy the walmart bins the tough bins, uh, and i yeah. think they're i don't remember how much they are but we buy those you put the train in there put some like packing paint or paper peanuts, or peanuts yeah. or whatever and uh, it's totally better. fun yeah the peanuts all settle to the bottom they don't actually yep. do much the the bins we buy them in bulk i mean we have hundreds of the bins yeah and i think they're like five to ten bucks a piece yeah and you can usually fit a whole table of terrain in one or two bins um, uh Declaret, I'm having issues with grot guns in a lot of my games. It's very often that I'm getting big guns and yeah. giving up a ton that, of points. Yeah, that, 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 that one's needs difficult. To be, that's something we should probably look at addressing in my ITC mission set. Yeah, um, It shouldn't give up 12 kill points. That's yeah. a bit much. Uh, um, we'll, I, I'm willing to guarantee that, that that's going to get addressed. Uh, big guns that retire yep. is brutal against orcs. Afgrid, uh, Vetus, can an airborne unit score objectives? Yes. Yes. There's no limitation. Which is really weird because they can't be yeah. charged. I think that it might be flying. that might be a good solution too. Like, yeah. if you're if if I if you're airborne that you can't score an objective, that would be a good solution because automatically now the all flyer army can't win the mission. Yeah. It's table or or lose. Um, that I think I guess you could just blow them off the table and then. Go score the objectives at the end of the game. You would also have to have progressive objectives, yep. otherwise it wouldn't it wouldn't accomplish. Anything. Uh, Tau dog, this came up at ATC. Uh, you can declare a charge against a unit that you can't see, but they cannot overwatch you. Is yes. that intent? Yes, that's one hundred percent intent. Yep, it's yeah. it's kind of weird, but in a, judging in by a your screen name, sure. I could see that you probably really don't like that rule. That's Tau. You're like, no, <laughs> like, no. But uh, yeah, no, that's a hundred percent intent. Yep. Um, it, whether you like it or not, that's a personal opinion. If you think about it in the future, you should know where all the enemies are anyway. So 
It's kind of weird, but class mirrors. Will there be a gentleman's handbook in the future that will fix imbalance uh, list building in the future? You think I would be willing to bet again, like we kind of talked about this at length, so I won't hammer on it, but just looking at all the numbers, looking at what people like, like how the majority of people, not just a vocal uh, group on the internet, how the majority of people tend to like to play the game. It's a moderate version of the game. That's why the ITC exists, right? Is the, there's people out there that like, they want to, they maybe play the game twice a month, once a month. Yeah. They go to a tournament and they, they want to just have fun and they want to play like, yeah, they want a chance to win. They don't expect to win, but they're going to have a good time. That's the vast majority of people out there that play 40K, right? And then you have a, you have uh, kind of like these two groups at the end of the bell curve. One that they literally don't care if they win or lose. They're only there to drink a beer and have fun. Yeah. They're the best. I wish the whole community awesome. was that way, but... Yeah. Yeah, that's a very small percentage, and then you have a very small percentage that is hyper competitive. Oh yeah, not and again, I say that they, these are our friends. They're not bad people. Not right? at all. It's just the way that they like to play. Whereas yeah. the other guys don't like. They're maybe they, maybe they don't care, but they just they play more relaxed. Yeah, so. and then this is again, this is people just being true to their nature. They can't yeah. help it any more than I, I can help that I have brown hair. You know, you could help just, that. You could have it dyed. Okay, I could. Try again. It was rhetorical. <laughs> so the the point is, is that you want to you want to provide a format for everybody, and that's yeah. what we're going to try to do. Uh, cool. Can we have a discount code for, for what? what? <laughs> uh, Ox says I suggested that flyers can't hold objectives. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's a possible solution. Again, yeah. we're just talking. We're not saying this is what's going to happen. Um, and it, it, like you said, it totally makes sense. It, yeah. it does. And it made sense last edition. And then well. you don't need comp and you're already disincentivizing people from taking a flyer on me because they can't score objectives. Uh, yeah. And then they're of their own accord. They're going to go, uh, well, no, I need to take some foot troopers to just go get objectives. Right. Yeah. So that, that would change the meta right there. Very simple. Uh, Brother Malice says that he had a guy assault him and shoot him through a wall, even though he couldn't see me and then denied me overwatch. Well, you That's can't unfortunate. Shoot through the wall unless he ignores line of sight. Yeah, unless um, unless his models could see you, but but then you'd yeah, be able to see him. Unless he killed the model that could, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. you can't assault through walls, For and sure. you don't get Overwatch. It, yep. it takes some getting used to. For sure, just like uh, vehicles charging you it takes. But now some it's like a, a core strategy yeah. of the game. Vehicles charging is one of like the core principles of the game. Yep. Uh, bro, uh, Probably goes west says for the web store. Uh, oh. No. Um, <laughs> uh, just because we're nice. I'll guys, give you fifteen percent off. How about that? Just like everybody else. Uh, three orange whips. Reese, are you implying that the internet is uh, reactionary and uses hyperbole? Nah. No. And I'm also not being sarcastic. No. All right, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Make sure to tune in for tonight's game at uh, five p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, we've got chaos versus. Uh, Something. No, tonight it's it's chaos versus tyrannids, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Versus tyrannids. Yeah, we'll do chaos versus tyrannids. Who's gonna play tyrannids? Because I was playing chaos. Don't know. Do you want to try and take a crack at him? Nope. <laughs> okay. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Somebody will be playing tyrannids tonight. Uh, we are going to Nova this year. We'll see you there. Yep. It's gonna be a blast. And Ron Bat, I uh, look forward to meeting you. Uh, come get a beer with us. Heck yeah! All right, guys, have a good one.